1: Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at Breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine
0: podcasts are found.
1: Hi, this is Bill Ratner. I'm the voice of Flint on G.I. Joe. And this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, which is actually an appropriation of the original saying, knowing is half the battle, which was used in a number of public service announcements that have now been burlesqued on YouTube by a number of individuals and i don't think there's a copyright issue at all have a good day hey everybody and welcome back
0: to your favorite gi joe podcast show i'll tell you what honestly this is like yeah. my third favorite GI Joe podcast show what other GI Joe podcast shows are you listening to besides uh, this one there's uh uh Joe in the city which Hot is uh
2: Joe in the city
1: how Joe in the city Joe in the city and and what's the premise behind that show
0: uh it's uh um it's Carrie Bradshaw from Sex in the city okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching episodes of GI Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's and pretty then, good.
1: But then G. talking yeah. about it in full, like narration style, like she's writing a, a yeah. column
0: for a, a posh New York newspaper. Mm-hmm. And
1: what? So we're the third. So what would be the second then?
0: It would be uh, uh, Joe Yo. Joe Yo. It's, yeah. It's a it's... they
2: match each Joe up with a frozen yogurt flavor. Yeah. <laughs> it matches their perfect per- personality perfectly. So in Joe other words,
0: Yo.
1: they it's... watch an episode of GI Joe and then they eat a piece of some frozen yogurt yes. and then talk about which one they liked better.
0: Uh, the episode well, uh, of the frozen yogurt. No, no, they they do like a uh, a complicated pairing thing, like okay. wines with food. <laughs> so, uh, <yeah>. frozen, <laughs> frozen yogurt, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they do the they do the file card thing too, but the you know like this is uh, and they also take uh, take into account like the toppings, so it's like. Mochi for lifeline because he's squishy and worthless and nobody <laughs> wants him, you know that sort of thing. So uh,
1: I feel like we really missed the boat with this show.
0: Yeah, in hindsight, one hundred because that
1: sounds just wonderful.
0: I mean, hey, we're not the worst uh G.I. Joe recap podcast. Oh, go. We're just, you know, we're just not the best, and that's fine. It's <laughs> fine. We'll be happily mediocre somewhere in the yeah. middle.
2: Yeah. Like when you like like uh, when you go to a frozen yogurt place and they have a cake powder flavor. Like it's it's not gonna be your first choice. You're 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 happy to see it.
1: Can I say right now? I like I like fancy ice cream from time to time. Like the blue bunny, delicious. Doesn't Uh, the Talenti's gelatos
0: are delicious? If you haven't Uh, gotten involved in them, got one in the freezer right now.
1: Um, Can I say right now though? The people who make birthday cake flavored like fancy ice cream, who the f is buying that? I don't even want birthday cake flavor when it's in a birthday cake.
2: Oh, you're a monster! I think.
1: I'm, I want chocolate cake, but not birthday cake, just plain vanilla with white frosting. Can I just say that
0: uh, it's, just, it's nothing I'm, to it? I miss TCBY. It legitimately was the country's best yogurt. <laughs> uh, I don't like to buy into the hype, but my goodness, I have not uh, uh, yet had to find. up until then, and I have not since had and a better yogurt. Pinkberry doesn't do it for you? Pinkberry I like very much. But uh, TCB Rye really nailed it both with texture and flavor. Really? My goodness.
1: I've had the B before, and it is okay, but I would not say it's the country's best yogurt. Shut your mouth, Ray. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, uh, okay, so we're talking about an episode today. It's called Secondhand Emotions. Uh, what's Love Got to Do with It? As you know, if you listen to Wednesday's show, I sang. And and nobody was happy about that uh, whatsoever. Uh, amazingly enough, because Mr. Uh, uh, Robert Clark Chan, my co-host here, that's just cute. got married over the last weekend. We have an episode of G.I. Joe that's talking about a wedding. We that couldn't was, have timed this one more perfect.
0: That was a little weird.
1: It's like immediately, is this show following us? did
0: not feel good about that at all.
1: You did not? Well, how did you? No. Why is that?
0: Because I was watching. I was like, oh, you going to judge me? You're going to judge me, Lifeline, you prick? You want to stand Whoa. up in the middle of my wedding and say, we didn't even have that business in our uh, um, wedding ceremony because I know one of you motherfuckers would have stood up and been like, I have a joke protest. Look at me. Even,
2: I couldn't even get Ray to stand up and do a do a, do a a bit.
1: Okay, I was wondering if this was going to come up. Um, <laughs> oh,
0: it absolutely Gina, was.
1: Gina, okay. <laughs> after the event is over and we're all kind of sitting around and the food truck food is going around and we're having some cocktails. It's
2: the reception. The reception.
1: Ooh. And Gina is trying to pimp me to get up and do a, a speech in front of all these people, many of whom I do not know. Okay,
2: wait, wait. Uh, let me... Let let me give you some context, podcast people. It was a wedding of like thirty people.
0: Also, I will say, uh, Sarah and I actually thought about this because uh, we had gone to a wedding where some people did stand up during the ceremony. I did not like the best man. It was like, hey, I just want to stay up and say a few things. So we were kind of hoping. We thought during like, the ceremony? No, no, afterwards. Okay, at the, the reception. reception. And okay. we thought that, like, it's like oh, oh my God, no. <laughs> should we try and get people to stand up? And they're like, and no, if they want to stand I up, they'll stand Ray. up themselves. I told no. so Ray because so I happened, had
2: this conversation mm-hmm, yes. with Chan and Sarah, and they had said, like, should we assign people? And I said, no, no, people will stand up. And I said mm-hmm. to Ray, Ray, we gotta stand up. I had a whole bit plan.
1: She okay. She did have an entire bit plan that I was not totally on board with.
2: Podcast people, send us a hashtag about (laughs) this. Tell me hashtag Gina's bit was great or hashtag (laughs) Race sucks a big one
1: <laughs> can't they both agree with each other so you, you the question isn't whether or not you agree with gina it's how much do you
2: agree with gina yeah, exactly just to be
0: clear great present greatest here's president. the
2: thing right. I, there, and, and this is a small wedding keep in mind it's a small wedding so it's not some like 250 person affair we know a lot of them a lot of them are comedy people it was in the backyard of a comedy friend's place that's correct so i poked at ray and i said ray we're gonna both get up and then you're gonna do your podcast intro. He yeah. was gonna I tried to get him to say, Hey everybody, and welcome to Chan and Sarah's wedding. I'm Ray Stakanus, and then I was gonna say and I'm Gina Polito. And then we were to going be fair, to pretend these, to
0: are our, these are our closest friends. <laughs> None of them have listened to this podcast. Right. Not a single one, not an episode.
1: Uh, my still, wife hasn't listened to the podcast. They would
2: have been confused, but I would have found it hilarious. Can I sorry right
1: now? I
0: did say, "Hey, everybody!"
1: and I said my name is Race DeCanis, and then I looked at Gina and she just stared at me. Nope,
0: she he did not did do not that. I did not. Did do not the full do bit. It. He
1: didn't do the bit. He didn't commit to the bit. I was look. I did not commit, but I was. I was looking at Gina for help, and she was looking at me like, "Why would you stand up and do that, you monster?" No,
2: because he needed to follow the script. He had one job, which was to. Introduce the wedding like he was introducing a podcast.
1: So instead, I I gave a highly mediocre, unprepared speech, wishing uh, 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 Mr. Chan. Clark Chan and uh, uh, and his lovely wife Sarah. Uh, uh, all the best and saying how happy we were for them it that they was found each worthless. other. It, it was worthless. It wasn't good. Look, the you only, put me on the spot, I wasn't prepared. The
2: only reason it was good was because it led to Chan's aunt getting up and giving a hilarious I think someone yep. drunk speech.
1: Uh, oh yes. And that was a year of the cock. That was the whole point yeah. of the thing. She wanted to say cock in front
0: of everybody. Yep. Yeah.
2: And I And it was loved wonderful. It. I all loved the
0: comedians, it. like as soon as she started, I was like, Oh, she's this is a this is a dick joke. She, the dick joke is coming, 100%. but oh. because she's drunk and she's not a comedian, it was just all over the He's place. He's underselling oh, it, was it. it.
1: Wonderful, was great, it was it great. Was, no, I was howling she, she with. She got delight.
2: out the bit at the end when she and when she, <laughs> I thought she, she was. Right, no, wait, wait,
1: wait, Cox. That's what I meant. Cox. I thought she was gonna like literally set up an entire dick joke and then not give us a punchline, <laughs> and she almost started to walk away and turn. By the way, Cox. No, It was wonderful.
2: She said, I did all that. Oh, because year of the cock. And I laughed.
1: <laughs> I was I was, I was, was uproarious with my joy. Uh, that is 100% true. So in the G.I. Joe world, it's a wedding. Mm. And it's Lifeline's sister. Kid sister. Kid sister, Wait, Stephanie.
2: Here's the thing. Can I just say, you so can. this was by Jerry and Carla oh, yes. Conway. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what I have come to expect of a Jerry and Carla Conway uh, uh, episode. Now you were which saying is, that
1: before we started recording. What do you mean y- by that?
2: Yeah, so they're like, they're like the kids in the class that you, are sort, like, you sort of forget that they exist until they raise their hand and then every once in a while they'll give a correct answer and you're like, okay, these kids are okay. I mean, they're not super, like the episodes aren't so- terrible. They're not terribly creative. They're sort of by the books gi joe episodes that aren't bad and aren't great and then i immediately forget about them what
1: are the other episodes that the conways have done to, just to refresh my memory
2: um... oh sorry i thought somebody had that
1: prepared <laughs> somebody <laughs> i thought robert robert somebody? clark chan had that prepared <laughs> i gotta get used to saying it because robert chan goes off the tongue that's so why you easily you just have to
2: say chan that's yeah. what i do
1: but i like being uh, official i like being presumptuously formal uh, and, and Jerry Conway, as uh, is, as is, is Chan told me earlier, he, uh, reminded me is the one who invented the Punisher, one, like my favorite superhero uh,
0: of okay. all time, okay. the Million Dollar Medic. Million Dollar Medic, the other Lifeline episode. So they the like thing. this character. Wait, that's
2: the only other episode they've done. Cobra
0: claws are coming to town. Oh wait, I do to love town. Cobra claws are coming
2: to town. It's a good to one. It's Giant what's, what's Million Dollar Medic? I don't even. That's remember the one with
1: Bree Van Mark, the the rich girl who falls in love with Lifeline.
2: Yeah, see, that's one that I was like, okay, I like this. It was okay. Yeah, it,
1: it aged better than I thought it did. But uh, were there yeah. any others? Where the pile? reptiles room? Oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The, that, that was the one that I was thinking of. That
1: was the good one with the See, animals.
2: Here's the thing: like they're not, they're not, they don't make my list of top tens, but they're fine. They're good.
1: They also would never make a list of bottom 10s
2: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They're they're middle of the road episodes.
1: You know, we are getting really dangerously close to the end of season two of G.I. Joe. I was noticing there are only five more episodes after this one, and we have hit all of season two. No. I know. So we're going to have to figure out uh, what more we want to
0: do. We still have the first 10 episodes that we We never got to. The two miniseries. The two miniseries, Real American Hero and The Weather Dominator.
2: I mean, I'm willing to watch the human movies.
1: No, no, that will absolutely be a part of it. That's without any question whatsoever. Um, I guess maybe at the end of the thing we can do like top five favorite episodes of G.I. Joe, maybe some sort of a list for a special Know Your Joe mm-hmm. of just like a look back as to all the ones. And, you know, I don't know.
0: I don't remember any of these goddamn
1: shit. Well, you have to do some
0: research for that one, Chan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm. I'm. You're suggesting that I do outside work for this show? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we already got you I watching tell you, the episode. That will not happen. Oh, man. That will absolutely not happen. That's probably true. I can dream, though, can't I? Oh, uh, no. no. You'll have night Gina, uh, Gina will in- crawl
1: into your nightmares. Yeah, Gina induced I'm nightmares. I'm getting in
2: there, <laughs> doing weird stuff.
1: Um, anyway, so Lifeline's sister, and I have the question right here. Lifeline shows up with Roadblock and all the guys and like their, their military uh, uh fancy dress uh-huh. where's where is Bree van Mark? Did they break up because she is not mentioned a single time? like wouldn't he want a date for the wedding? I think
2: she's his like peace on the side uh, you know, but he's married
1: to America, yep, yep. Maybe? I don't know. I, just the only question I had was where is she? Like this the most important thing about Lifelines outside the the GI Joe world character is that he is dating this 18-year-old like a uh, millionaire Maybe
2: chair. she was like grossed out by the fact like by the thought of a really long religious ceremony wedding
1: like I, I am. Okay, I don't blame her for that. <laughs> I mean, for uh,
2: Anyone who's ever th- sat through a wedding that's an entire uh, uh, church uh service? Catholic service, it's like a 2-hour affair. It's bad.
1: Chance, for the record, is your ten minutes? Do we have an official yeah, timer on that?
2: best wedding ever. It was
0: great. Boom, in and out. That's uh, what I like.
2: I'm kind of like I kind of uh uh don't send me angry hate mail, please. Please do. Uh, please do. If you uh, want like to, you guys always Along hate Lifeline. <laughs> you guys always hate Lifeline. I'm a holdout. Like I love Lifeline. I like that he's a pacifist. Uh, now that
1: I know he's based in the guy from Hacksaw Ridge, like when Buzz told us about that, I have a greater respect for Lifeline, even though he is sort of a wuss.
2: I, I, no, I don't. I, you're, I, here's the thing. You use that word wuss like it's like, you know, come on. Pacifist and wuss are a different thing. But now that I know his dad's a priest, I'm a little more weirded out by him. Okay. Like, I feel like he's probably got a lot of Catholic guilt. Like, he's like the oh, type 100%. of dude that would, like, go down on you and then shower for, like, two hours, like, crying.
1: Wait, What? It's mm-hmm. a very specific you know uh, reference, Gina. Um, <laughs> first off, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> second off, I'm sorry that Catholics did that to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, weirdly enough, uh, Scarlet drops off the guys at-, at the church and her statement, give your sister a kiss for me. Yeah, right on the mouth
2: mm. like I do to your sister.
1: Yeah, like that was uh, uh Scarlett. I uh, I I did a double take as she's like driving away, she tosses this casually lesbian comment yeah. out there.
2: She's like give your sister a kiss, uh see how many fingers you can fit in there. Uh, uh I'll see oop. you later.
1: Did I did I watch a different episode? And she just How <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute. Did you ju- Oh, she's gone. She's gone now. <laughs>
0: um yeah, if this were uh, um if this were a show on the CW right now, she would definitely be gay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it would probably mm-hmm. uh, crap all about it. Yeah, uh, they might. It might even. They might even um, have some sort of love triangle where yeah. Scarlet and Lady J and Flint were all kind of in a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And uh, Scarlett kept trying to, you know, bring Lady J over, yeah. and she was like, "Yeah, I'll play a little yeah. bit." But I don't how know. do you get one of those? Are you gigs? thinking
2: specifically <laughs> of Gotham and Barbara?
0: Uh, no, I'm thinking specifically of uh, Supergirl.
2: Oh, okay, okay.
0: I was thinking of the
1: show The Fosters, only because I watch a lot of uh, Hulu. I get a lot of ads for The, for Foster's, the Fosters. Home for
2: Imaginary Children? I don't think uh, they had a no. lesbian subplot in Foster's Home for Imaginary Children. No, but it's a imaginary- show
0: that started off Friends. being about, like, these people so, have foster kids. Imaginarium of...
1: Yeah. Yes. And like their name are the Fosters, I think I haven't seen it, but it's like they have foster kids. It was a fairly normal show about raising children that you were not uh-huh, biologically, uh-huh. you know, theirs. And and then it, now it's like some crazy, like everybody's a lesbian, and people are going to prison, and it's like super melodrama. Like sounds cool. It sounds great, and I, I maybe I should watch an episode of that. Patreon only, guys.
0: <laughs> I mean, Ray, you can just. Watch an episode of television without podcasting. It.
2: Ray Ray doesn't uh, watch. Wait, anything
0: I know that I'm the can? last person that is a. It should say that, <laughs> but it is possible. Chan, oh my God,
1: let's start a Legion podcast. <laughs> It'll be called Chan explains Legion to Ray, and he still doesn't understand. Chan gets it. frustrated. <laughs>
2: I, I'm still, I'm still only one episode in, but so far it has gone like this. Ray gets super confused, asks Chan a bunch of questions, and then I have to be the tiebreaker of whether or not the episode is great or nonsensical garbage. And I watch it and I go, oh, yeah, that's fine.
1: <laughs> that's right. You're, you, you have really no strong opinion either way.
0: <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, what did you think about uh, Mulholland Drive? I, I've never actually seen the movie. Mo- That's a David Lynch movie, though, isn't yep. it? Yeah. Okay, I've seen Lost, Lost Highway. Highway? Lost Highway,
1: uh, it fucks me up. I, I don't get it. Yep. I've had I've had n- about Knew seven that. different explanations Knew of what it. that movie is, and none of them still make any sense because there's flaws in every single one of them. There's I wrote a no paper flaws, on that in college.
0: aren't, uh, you're not grasping. D- please explain to me Lost Highway
1: right now, oh, then. Oh,
2: man. I can go get my college paper that I wrote on it give me
1: the twenty second synopsis of what you think lost highway is and see if it's
0: any bill Pullman is yes. uh just a, a yeah. he's a yeah he's a, he's a saxophone player okay he's a musician uh hothead kills his wife in a in a, uh, a fit of anger okay and uh is unable to cope with it here's the thing uh um David Lynch himself said, look uh I was watching the whole o j thing I was like, what the fuck And then, just a little bit after that, out came this movie. Correct. It's essentially
1: ninety-five.
0: Yeah. Didn't
2: David Lynch kill his wife?
1: Who are you thinking? (laughs) No, that's Oscar Pistorius, the Blade Runner. I
2: know. I might be thinking of Phil Spector. Oh, maybe. But why would I get those two confused?
0: Uh, crazy hair.
2: (laughs) Maybe crazy hair.
0: Uh, so so this is a it's a movie about a guy who, uh, does something heinous can't cope with it and so creates this alternate identity for himself in his head in the same way that OJ was like I didn't do it they got to the point where you kind of look at his eyes like oh yeah this guy thinks he didn't stab his wife to death because he's created this own weird little reality for himself so that's what happens is that premise makes up. sense
1: I just want to know what that has to do with what I saw in Lost Highway because like halfway through he becomes a different person yes. they let him out of prison yep. and then he like goes Then Rammstein starts playing uh-huh. and then he like kills a dude in a motel or uh-huh. something,
0: yeah. It's a very confusing movie,
2: guys. There's a white supremacist just... named David Lynch who got shot in the head in his home.
0: Oh no, man, that's a shame. I mean, a no, oh no, for the wonderful artist david lynch having to be associated with that i'm perfectly fine with a racist <laughs> kid shot in the head did you hear phone. the way
1: chan said that i'm almost convinced at this point he did it
2: uh, yeah if
1: oh no what a, a, a white supremacist was found shot <sighs> i would not know anything about that don't check the drawer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. Anyway, so we're back at the wedding right now. As I keep sidetracking us, sorry, guys. Um, the pacifists are there. The lifelines. Apparently, his whole family are like. I don't know if it's a religious thing or just. A th- but they're all pacifists and they hate lifeline. They hate yeah. the military.
2: Now I like I like him less because I I thought he like came came to this on his own. I thought he was just like okay. I don't like hurting things. I don't like hurting people. I'll be a pacifist. But now that I know that it's it's basically like he was born into it, I'm less impressed by. Him. Yeah,
0: but he. I mean, he went and joined the friggin' army, right? So the people what go kill people. Yeah,
2: that part is kind of cool. But like, I just wanted him to be one of those people. You know, like you know, like when kids are raised in like really religious households, and then they're like, oh, this isn't for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something different. I kind of wish it was like that. I kind of wish he was like he grew up in a house where everything was normal. Maybe they really liked the military and he was like, yeah, I'm a pacifist now.
1: What I find interesting about all of this is the fact that he goes to join G.I. Joe and he is the lifeline we know. He is a pacifist. He will not hurt people. He will not grab a gun if it's to pull him out of a pit, right? He, But his family, for some reason, don't accept that. Oh, they yeah. don't believe him when he says that. They no, think no. he's out like ramboing up and no, shooting people. No,
2: no, they don't. They're looking at him as like the person who is saying, like, think of it this way. He's the guy that's that's didn't vote for Trump, but is like, yeah, I'm gonna go and and hang out with. Trump supporters, and and their people too, and they're great people. Like We would be like, hey, fuck you, buddy. Don't but hang out with those assholes. I've hung out with
1: Trump supporters before. Well,
2: fuck you, Ray. Oh,
1: Jesus. I think it's important to talk to people who believe different things, as long as they're not horrible racists.
2: No, if they're Trump supporters, they're obviously horrible racists, Ray.
1: Well, for the record, our listeners at home, that is not necessarily uh, the official viewpoint of knowing is half the podcast. Yes, it I is. I mean, it listeners is of two thirds, so that's a majority <laughs> <of> rule there. <laughs> Uh, God bless the troops Um... (laughs) G.I. Joe will return after these messages They'll fight for freedom
0: wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe. Cobra's attacking our winter outpost. G- Call in the members of the G.I. Joe team. And here's Gung Ho, Airborne, Doc, and Snow Job. And every Joe has a two-handed battle grip. Get aboard the Battle Bear. It's G.I. Joe to the rescue. G.I. Joe. we the hero. We chased off Cobra. Way to
1: go, Joe. G.I. Joe Battle Bear. Joe and Cobra figures each sold separately from Hasbro. <coughs> back to GI Joe. Uh Zartan is a caterer. Now, uh,
2: oh my god, can I say this? can I say that I was really I was really disappointed that yes. his trip to the catering truck turned against him.
1: Because you love the food.
2: Yeah, and and that's something that I would do. Like I would be like, "Hey guys, I'll be right back. I'm going to go check out the catering truck. I'm going to go look in the catering truck."
1: And then you get jumped. Yeah. Thrown in the back of the catering truck I with all the tasty snacks.
2: Yeah. I don't like the. I, and probably not. Then there probably weren't tasty snacks. Zartan probably got, got rid of them or something. Or there didn't were trays of
1: something back there. Like, they had, like, legitimately, I want to believe that Zartan actually went through the process of catering (laughs) this wedding (laughs) on the hopes. He
2: learned to cook food in in massive amounts.
1: Well, he's got a giant thing of, like, Cajun gumbo. He's got some uh, uh, andouille sausage working. Maybe he did a craw boil. Uh, I want to believe that all of this is the case. Just his commitment to the role. Uh, I want to say is absolutely fantastic. And okay, so there's another there's another talking point. Go oh, roadblock gets chopped in the back of the head, and uh, they start they start shooting Karate bugs. Chop. Yeah, they start shooting these little like bug devices in the back of everybody's yep. necks. This is the most accurate we've ever seen anyone in the show on either side shoot before. Seven, I believe, shots. Uh, with pistols yeah. at varying ranges. I'm
2: pretty sure they lobot- they, all they, hit. they just lobotomize them. They
1: all hit dead center back of the neck each person yeah. regardless. That's
2: like where your brain stem is. You can't shoot stuff into your brainstem stem and then be a normal human being. Also, by the way. Gina,
1: I beg to differ. <laughs>
2: <laughs> also, by the way, every time like, like Gung Ho season one early on Gung Ho I wasn't a fan of. But now, every time he's on screen, I'm like, yeah, I stand behind that one time that I said I would marry him. Yes. Because I want my husband to be the guy that's about to go to a a virtual stranger's wedding and is like, let me check
1: on the food. I'm going to check the food right now. Guys, you go ahead. I'm going to go eat something. <laughs>
2: also, uh, Lifeline sister, super, super gross looking wedding dress. I am not on board I with this ugly like ass wedding, ass wedding dress, dress.
1: dress. I didn't make a note or anything, but now that you say it out loud, yeah, Ugh, it was it hideous. Is, it
2: is weird. It's one of those like she's super buttoned up, long
1: sleeves, all, all the business too much it's definitely like a religious girl's wedding dress <laughs> fair enough now uh, there's a whole plot point here that really kind of upset me and it kept upsetting me more and more as the episode went on lifeline's father is an asshole, oh he and is everybody, such an blames, asshole. everybody blames everybody blames lifeline for it yes. like lifeline why don't you make nice with him every time we see lifeline in this episode when he's not being controlled yeah he's trying to shake his hand he's saying hey dad it's great to see you yep. and his dad is being a colossal asshole. Asshole, and then immediately his sister is just like Edwin. Yeah. Why can't you make nice with him? It's like not like Lifeline walked in the door, kicked the door open, and started shouting profanities at him and yeah. flipping a
2: table on him. I also had a major problem with this. I especially like did not like the fact that because usually in these situations the kids should not be held re- like the de- the parents are the more adult
1: ones that should reach yes. out. Yes, you're both adults, and at the end of the day, the parent. Probably has less time left on this earth. It should be their responsibility to make nice mm-hmm. because they're the ones, percentage wise, who are losing out the most. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I also wrote this down. I wrote down that his sister is crazy because she keeps blaming Lifeline.
1: Absolutely. Well, GI Joe goes to test their armor, and uh, more of these laser ticks get pick 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 right in the back of the head. And uh, uh, Doctor Mindbender shows up playing a fucking organ. <laughs> yeah
2: this is the phantom of the opera he's the phantom of the opera 100 percent. but i can, i i had to say i cannot wait you know it's coming at some point at least it better be coming i can't wait for cobra commander to get his serpentor revenge on
1: oh gina every
2: time serpentor <sighs> dresses him down i want him to go back journal about it come up with the perfect plan
1: uh, you're going to be very disappointed no G.I. <laughs> Joe the movie when we watch it uh, before too very long is there are many parts that are frankly upsetting in that movie and you'll know you'll understand when you understand do you have a sound poll for me though Mr. Clark Chan Uh, uh, uh Mr. <laughs> Uh, just Serpentor's opinion of what he sees, because Serpentor is never willing to give the benefit of the doubt to anybody. He's
2: also never a happy individual. <laughs> He's really not. Like he could, he could have taken over the world, and he would still be like, "Why is unsweetened iced tea still a thing?"
1: Oh, by the way, at Pre- Prez Serpentor on Twitter, if you're a <laughs> listener. This better be good, Dr. Mindbender. Cobra hires you to destroy the Joes, not to entertain them with second-rate organ music. I mean, here's the deal. I love that line. That is such a specific pull, and he's making fun of the way Dr. Mindbender is playing as if it's a legitimate musical instrument and not a control panel (laughs) to control people.
2: I do feel like, though, that this was Mindbender adding flair when there didn't need to be flair. Like, I feel like when he <laughs> it came up with a little, remote little like, control mind-control things.
1: We, uh, Dr. Mindbender, spoiler alert, has a touch for the flamboyant. Remember when yeah. he, an episode ago he went into their dreams and couldn't just go in? <laughs> as a, he had to be the grand and glorious wizard of Oz.
2: But how long did it take him to be like, ooh, okay, I'm going to put chips on the backs of their brains, and then I'll control their brains. How should I do it? How should I do it? I know. I'll hook it up to an organ that has, like, colors. <laughs> and noises, and when I play angry, they'll be angry. Of course, I need to learn how to play the organ first, so I'll take a few weeks of classes, and then once I learn to play the organ...
1: I cannot make the Cobra softball team. I have organ practice. (laughs) Um, And also, Cobra Commander is here, and to to your point earlier, Uh he's put on garbage disposal duties.
2: I cannot wait for him to get his sweet, sweet revenge.
1: also, I can't help but put out, me and Chan talked about this a little bit before you came over today. The animation, the character looks in this episode are weird. Serpentor looks really, really weird in this episode. Also,
2: Zorana, at some point when she turns around in that van, I was like, oh, this is
1: weird. There's a lot of characters who are just wrong. It's like wrong sounding Muppets Uh up in here and it's it's unpleasant. And Serpentor is really the one character who really takes it on the face. Yeah. And many times looks like he's taking a shovel to his face.
2: I, I guess it's it is sort of in keeping with like that one episode where he was changing his face a little bit.
1: That's a good point. Maybe maybe oh. legitimately that's an actual character choice he is <laughs> making to just be weird looking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're back at the wedding right now, and uh, Lifeline objects. He's got the emotion thing happening uh-huh, uh-huh. and he's all getting all, all hyped up and he's mad because you know she's too young to get married which is a, a somewhat legitimate concern but at this point we're too late. Also, you you got to get in before the wedding with that one.
2: Don't don't do that to your sister, yo. That's not that's not your business. Well,
1: and it doesn't even seem like I know obviously his emotions are hyped up to 11, but he had issued a slight concern over that fact mm-hmm, before the mm-hmm, wedding started. Mm-hmm but he was mostly okay with it. Yeah. It's like, it's not what I would do, but it's, if that's what she wants to do, go for it. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, then there's a huge fight uh, that breaks out with the members of the Joe team like laughing and falling over each other. Mm-hmm. And they're in a huge brawl and lifeline shouting at people and leaving the room. And I just wrote down here, this is not going to change the minds of any family member who's in this room who already does not care for G.I. Joe.
2: Yeah, also the repercussions of this will be felt for years to come, I feel like, at their, their family reunions. Right. Like they're going to be like, remember that one time you like tried to stop your sister's wedding and then your military buddies got into a fight (laughs) with each other? He can try and explain, like, no, they gave me a little bug thing where a shirtless uh, German guy played an org like an organ and controlled my brain they're not gonna believe him
1: but if you found out that like donald trump had a like a a bug thing in the back of his head that forces him to tweet nonsense at three in the morning from the toilet
2: that would honestly make a lot more sense than what's actually going on
1: (laughs) but you wouldn't be like oh he's okay then (laughs) Oh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Because the angry tweets are still there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for example. So this is when it gets a little weird. This gets a little off the rails. Lifeline steals a trolley. Off punched- the
2: rails? I get it, Ray. Oh,
1: thank you. You're with me. Uh, <laughs> Lifeline like punches a dude off the freaking trolley, gets everybody at like basically gunpoint and gets them to leave the trolley. G.I. Joe yeah. vaporizes, materializes in the back of the trolley somehow, and they take it on a wild, laughing, like, drunken uh, chase through they the city. They jumped
2: it. They jumped on the back of it, yo.
1: It's just, it's very, very strange. And then the G.I. Joe members, Hawk and Scarlet, uh, and Lift Ticket, I believe it's Lift Ticket, he might be the, uh, on, the on the trolley, but uh, they're all together right there, and, and they get stuck on the tracks, and they get paralyzed and can't move. Mm-hmm. Now, what, okay. This is a chip in theory, and Chan, I'm going to need some science help with this mm-hmm. one. Is is uh, 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 their emotions are being poured out of control? So, what is causing them to do things that are completely out of character? We get emotional, uh, and it just kind of we do stuff that maybe we regret, but it's stuff that we have it in us to do. Have why ever is everybody that, going
0: nuts you ever felt that uh rush when you meet a super pretty girl like when you're single and it's just sort of like I would know overwhelms what that's like. you and you're like oh my <laughs> God I had to talk about her like crazy I just gotta do it. right uh you can do a lot of things with the endocrine system like uh um stimulating hormone production of various types. You know, you could uh, you could you could do some shit.
1: Yeah, but why would they be stuck on the train tracks unable to move cuz they're just paralyzed with fear like deer in the headlights kind of. I'm just a little bit I like I was just
2: assuming uh, uh uh it was poop paralysis.
1: Poop pr- Gina, what is poop paralysis uh, for the people at home you know, and me? You know, it's like
2: it's like when uh when you know that like if you move an inch you're going to like poop your pants.
1: Oh, okay. I actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> Why would you just assume I know that? You seem like
2: a guy that's had poop paralysis before.
1: I've had issues with the with the pooping. Uh, just... Moving forward. Yeah, lift ticket gets out. He rodeos the trolley somehow after the commercial break, and that just stops it flat. I don't know the physics on that, but I'm going to assume. I don't assume... know. I don't know if that would work. Lifeline heads back to the wedding. And uh, Dr. Mindbender worries. And this is one of my favorite lines of the entire thing. Dr. Mindbender worries uh, about his plan. And do you have a little sound poll for me
0: there, Chan? (laughs) Sorry. Just a little laughter. Oh, okay. uh, It's not evil laughter. It's
1: just uh, kooky laughter. We can pull it anytime we can. Uh, Dr. Mindbender is worried that his plan is too subtle and mm-hmm. i audibly howled at that line <laughs> during the episode he says oh, obviously what i'm doing with the giant organ of colored lights and nuance is too subtle i'm going to i'm actually going to take this plan to 11 and I, this is why i love dr mindbender his commitment knows no bounds mm-hmm.
2: uh and and is this where we get a phil collins moment
1: What's the Phil Collins
2: from, uh From Lifeline's dad, when he like tries to sort of talk to him, and he's like, you know, son, you know, son of mine.
1: <laughs> Listen, Genesis you is a wonderful out, band. You
2: left us
1: behind. Oh,
0: before we leave uh, the, uh, the home of our friends Serpentor and Dr. Mindbetter. Um, they have a cage in the ceiling. Ah,
1: that's what I was about to talk about, yeah. The roadblock cage that appears basically out of nowhere at an irregular spot in the room that just comes from the ceiling and traps roadblock inside.
2: I've got one of those. You guys don't have one of those? I do not. You should get one of those. You should get a ceiling cage.
1: What, what do you have a ceiling cage? Is it to trap cats that might wander into your apartment? No... Uh, Cats are just
2: drawn to me naturally. They don't need
1: a cage. Oh, okay. I figured that so you could like like, collar them. Yeah. Brand them. Gina. Mm
2: -hmm. All cats are mine.
1: Oh dear Lord! Okay, fair enough. Uh, and then we have our moment. And do you, there's a musical score cue right here.
2: You know, We're, son. You know, son. And mine. it is it is not that.
1: Um, G.I. Joe, uh, like they're having like there's some like tension music playing in the background, and then Lifeline says G.I. Joe are heroes, and the music changes just for that line, and then goes back to tension again. And it's such a weird like. I'm and for human feeling. and you're becoming like them, Dad. You're wrong. The Joes are heroes. I'm proud to be one of them. Then you're no son of mine. You no son. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it's 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 like playing like a, a silent movie back in the. <laughs> dawn of film yeah. it's like dinner ding 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 chosen heroes <laughs> i just i appreciate that moment so much mm-hmm. that for the second time in this episode i howled with laughter and joy <laughs> uh first time was when dr mindbender said his plan was too subtle second time when the music magically changes for one sentence of uh-huh. a few words so that lifeline could talk about what heroes they are i joy and yes dad disapproves of lifeline mm-hmm. still and this is a second time because his sister once again says to him like geez can you just try to work it out with him and like he, yeah. he is I'm trying what do you want from me
2: yeah yeah she needs to scold her dad a little bit well
1: we have a we have what I refer to as a direct fight right here Dr. Mindbender is thrown from his chair by a uh, Serpentor who says uh, uh, you're having all the fun you're having all the fun that is, that is weird even for Serpentor. like Generally speaking, he's got the, the DNA of Sun Tzu in him. He understands that to work an organization, you need people in their specialties with the freedom to do their jobs. Ugh. And he always seems to step in and take over for Dr. Mindbender for the weirdest of reasons.
2: I mean, this is on brand for him, though, because the plan is going well, so he needs to mess it up.
1: it's true things are going well so he's going to get a draw out of this at the end of the day lifeline's family life is probably ruined yeah as a direct result of this so uh, net push net push and everything and um there's a moment in this fight scene where lift ticket uh uh, do you have a sound poll for me here uh chan uh uh, he's having so much fun riding around uh in his
0: helicopter yeah there's a it it was kind of difficult to distinguish there was some there was so much laughter and so much of it was (laughs) just crazy laughter Crazy laughter. (laughs) What I love about
1: that moment is he screams, wee! And then the very next shot is the chip actually going off. Like,. (laughs) <laughs> that was him pre chip happening. He's just a have He's having a blast no, kind of guy. Off several times. It just it immediately flashes over to show the thing pulsing on the back of his neck. I loved it. Can we talk
2: about the fact that iceberg gets crushed to death and and paralyzed for the rest of his life under a car? Yeah, yeah,
1: and just because the t- the tire gets blown out. And yeah. then he's paralyzed, but a shipwreck won't help him. No,
2: no, because he's I think too he busy just, shooting just, people. I, and also, at that point, he's going to leave him for dead. He's like, ah, that guy's spine is crushed.
1: Well, he's not really a Joe anymore. He's not going to pull like an Oracle situation yeah. from Batman. Um, and then, yeah, and then Hawk and Scarlet have a really uncomfortable conversation with each other where he's like, oh, a woman would be scared in these moments. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and she's acting like a, a, an that, idiot.
2: That also wasn't his chip going off. That's just because Hawk's a dick.
1: <laughs> that was pre-chip. <laughs> Whee! <laughs> yeah, you're really getting your fill of laughter in yeah. this episode, Chan. Uh, uh, there's a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> This has got to be a a, a gem of a studio Uh, moment. Yeah,
2: I also think it's probably a record in terms of how many laughs there
1: are. Oh, it might be. Um, well, we got here. Well, there was the laughing gas episode, so we got to remember oh, yeah. the uh, the 20 questions episode with the laughing gas. That one was pretty strong. Um, Lifeline falls on the bomb, it looks like, right before the commercial break. There's a, a detonator and some C4, and then they put it in the thing they're going to blow up and kill everybody. He jumps over like he's going to dive on the bomb yeah, right before the commercial yeah. break.
2: And then nothing happens? And then he just
1: pulls the detonator out of the C4 and is like, oh, it was actually very easy. I didn't need to, yeah. didn't need to make that even dramatic. I could have just walked over and picked it mm-hmm, up and been fine. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I legitimately thought he was going to throw himself on that bomb.
1: Ah, I thought he was going to die right
2: there. And then, <laughs> no, I upsetting. thought it was going to be like a dud or something, but then he was going to remember why he went into the Joes. Like He was going to be like, whoa, I was willing to die. And then all of his like strong love emotions would overcome the thing that was interfering with his brain stem. Uh-oh, is this
1: a special Gina rewrites the end no, of this episode? No, because
2: it's not dark. It's just <laughs> like, oh, this is how maybe I would have done it.
1: Wow. Okay, fair mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Lifeline takes takes everybody to his uh, sister's house. Mm-hmm. They're all like injured. He just shows up and he's just like, "Hey, uh, we're all gonna crash here tonight." There's like nine of us,
2: and it's cool, dad's right? still an asshole at this point? Like, he's like fixing up wounded soldiers and yes. one of them is like oh I see where your son gets his like cool ass like medical healing and he's like my son got nothing from me as he's healing a Joe himself yeah like calm down dude calm down preacher like, man
1: he's doing the thing that you're doing right now to, that makes both of you at the, at your core good people why don't you get over some bullshit
2: yeah he's like he's like the worst kind of judgy
1: priest is there is there a good kind of judgy priest no <laughs> Well they end up making up in this moment. Mm-hmm. He finally is just like I don't want to live my life anymore being you know, being a jerk with you. What?
2: No, he, no. Lifeline is the one who makes up.
1: That's what I'm saying. Lifeline basically eats a bag oh, of yeah. shit. I thought
2: you were saying his dad made up. And don't give that asshole any credit.
1: No, not even a little bit, because everybody blames Lifeline the whole time. This is the one I just wrote. This is starting to upset me. How everybody thinks this yeah. is completely Lifeline's fault. And I've seen him do nothing but be benevolent yeah. and, and joyous towards him. But then they end up they end up making up, and then it's a positive moment, and we're happy. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Chan, I need another sound pull from oh, you. Oh yes. For Serpentors. Oh yes. You Know what I'm talking about. Yep. Let's just let's just let best, it speak for best itself. Thing ever. Red is for, envy. Red is for pain. Yellow is fear. Purple is vain. Orange is anger. Blue is despair. Your mood will keep changing more than you can bear. Applaud <laughs> me. I just made up a song. I mean that might <laughs> words, no words as to what happened to Serpentor. Like, I know he's crazy.
2: It is great.
1: This dude done lost his goddamn mind.
2: (laughs) I I like that. I mean, honestly, I thought it was a good song.
1: It was legit. The the lyrics were tight. Uh, The rhyming was good. Uh, Pain and Vain. Uh, but, I'm into it.
2: But my favorite part was when he was like, yes, yes, everyone, everyone give it up for me.
1: <laughs> I wrote it on the spot. Did he really think like everybody in there was going to be like, yes,
2: yes. I oh, mean, I yeah. feel like if they don't know that they're supposed to do that for Serpentor by now, they have not been paying attention.
0: That's an excellent point. Do, do you not think that Kim Kardashian <laughs> wakes up some mornings and just like, roses are red, violets are blue. I'm awesome. Clap for me! (laughs) And there's the sycophants there in the room, ready to clap at a moment's notice. I feel
2: like Serpentor is like the next Kanye. Like he's he's like talking about his genius. He's gonna be like, "Remember that one time I did this awesome
1: thing?" What if I would say Kanye is the next Serpentor? Then
2: Mm. I would say that makes a lot of sense.
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) Um, So there's a huge battle. See, this is the big battle that kind of ends the episode. GI Joe, much like the previous episode, they have to fight their fears and shipwreck's afraid of drowning and all these other things happening.
2: It's not it's not their real fears this time though. It's just like, oh, he's making them feel the emotion of fear. He's making right. them feel the
1: emotion of this and that. And it's just them just getting o- getting over one after yeah. another and mm-hmm. like accomplishing the thing they need to do. And meanwhile, they're shooting down aircraft over the city of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was greatly concerned because it seemed very clear some of those planes were flying into buildings. Like, it's a very, it's a very dense area and the places where, I, I mean, I've been to Pittsburgh. It's a lovely mm-hmm. city. I am a fan of the city of Pittsburgh. If you guys are in Pittsburgh out there. Are you saying
2: there, that for our Pittsburgh listeners?
1: Our Pittsburgh listener. Listen, and I will say, I think good your job.
2: city so- smells like farts. That's what I have it's to very offer. rude. Now, you're thinking of <laughs> Cleveland.
1: Uh <laughs> Uh, I love Pittsburgh. I will say right now, I've been to Pittsburgh a few times, and I've always loved it. I don't want to see Cobra Ravens being shot into buildings in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. There is no good place to land is yeah. all I'm trying to say. Yeah. And those planes were very clearly going down. Uh-huh. So the I, I'm just saying uh, the damage, collateral damage is st- spectacular in this. Yeah. This is Man of Steel level <laughs> collateral damage in the city of Pittsburgh. They will never forgive G.I. Joe ever again. And then Serpentor... Breaks Ugh. the machine. He is a he
2: is a toddler. He really is. He's like, oh, wah, wah, it didn't work. I'm going to destroy like a bajillion dollar machine. How that much is, time? Is far outpacing any science that any <laughs> modern scientist has in the world today. And he's Wait a like, minute. Did
0: we talk about where that goddamn snow came from? The snow came from.
2: Uh, Chan, I think you were dreaming.
0: No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Chan, you comes skiing down the mountain Well, of if you've snow. been to Pittsburgh first,
1: okay, Wait, listen. Wait, well, I do not, it's not remember, remember it's him coming, not coming down snowing. and snowing. I think
2: I blacked this out.
1: There's clearly a mountain in Pittsburgh. You can ski down it, go to Seven Springs
0: Resort. It's a delight. It's in the middle of Pittsburgh. <laughs> There's no other mention of it being wintertime or there being snow. Very clearly but not winter. All of a sudden, iceberg comes on skis. Skis, skis down a hill of snow <laughs> and lands on top of one of the dreadnoughts. Now that you mentioned uh, it, that did seem a little weird in Maybe there's
2: like a mutant nearby that makes snow. Or Bobby Fro- Drake, or you Or Frozone mean? from The Incredibles. Mm.
1: Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah. Yeah, maybe Samuel L. Jackson's there, Chan.
2: Samuel L. Jackson is everywhere, so it's
1: possible he's there.
0: Speaking of being a judgy pants,
1: <laughs> why don't you want Samuel L. Jackson? Why is Samuel L. Jackson not allowed to travel to Pittsburgh, Chan?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying... I hope he gets his residuals. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That is a good yeah. I, here's
1: the deal: in the context of that moment, didn't seem out of place to me. Now that you bring it out loud, yeah, that is a little strange. I'm just gonna say
2: this: I bet, I bet Samuel L. Jackson gets about fifty residuals a day. Oh <laughs> yeah, from everything he's, done a he's lot of been. Work. In.
1: And that's just from the Capital One commercials.
2: I bet it's like to the point where he just doesn't even bother opening them anymore. Opening the mail that his residuals come in.
1: <laughs> Does he think he pays somebody to deposit those checks for him? Because uh, pos- you don't get direct deposit on re- residuals typically. I
2: mean, I'm I'm just telling you, I think that there's probably like a pile of like uh, a thousand unopened residual checks that Samuel L. is like, I will get to them eventually.
1: They go bad after three months, Samuel L. Jackson. You can't (laughs) just let it sit around. Um, uh, Serpentor does, after he breaks the machine, and they need to escape the facility, he does one of the most amazingly ball of things I've ever seen Serpentor do. Uh, He smashes the machine. Dr. Mindbender's like, holy F, you smashed my machine, you Mm a-hole. Like That took a very long time to make. Lots of research, lots of tech, lots of money. You just done broke it for no good reason because you're the emotional one in the plot twist of the century. Serpentor's like... Suck it up, buttercup. Gets into his uh, serpent chariot, flies his serpent chariot to the other side of the room, then immediately gets in a trouble bubble <laughs> and flies away.
2: I'm just going to say that guy is probably not in good health. He is maybe going to get gout. He rides. He doesn't walk under his own power anywhere. He really doesn't He always have rides on things. Also... Does anyone else notice that Roadblock could have escaped from that cage literally anytime he wanted to?
1: Well, they, they kept the emotions thing to like, you know, they were I making mean, He they, was crying like a baby the entire episode. They like, they it was have, upsetting.
2: They, I feel like he could have escaped if he wanted to. Just
0: break the chain?
2: Yeah.
0: Sometimes the chains are within. Don't give up. Don't <laughs> give up. <laughs> That's Together true. Together, you and me will, baby, break these yeah, chains break. up. Because no. he just reaches outside the cage
1: and goes, by the way, clunk yeah <laughs> tears the chain that man is strong
2: they're also just like Egh. i mean we just spent 5.6 billion dollars on your mind control machine we couldn't have gotten a better lock we
1: couldn't have gotten better like remember that they had electric chains to hold sergeant slaughter yeah use that something. shit
2: use like one of those unbreakable bike lock things instead Come on, he, now. he
1: ripped the cage open like he's robocop at a wcw event and he's saving sting from the dungeon of doom mm-hmm that's a reference for only Chan and nobody else out there. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, and no, we we cut to the end of the episode now. GI Joe has won the day. They go back to the wedding. Like apparently it's like a day later, a week later. Like they didn't just finish the wedding after Lifeline left. Like That's
0: super weird. That's weird, right? Like yep. they
1: would have just wouldn't they have just barreled through anyway? I yep. don't
2: know. If you're if you have like a traumatic experience, maybe not. Like if you were like, "Oh, I think my brother might be crazy. Should we postpone the wedding?"
0: But People are coming in from out of town. This is a fancy wedding. Yeah, you finish the wedding and then go help him out.
1: You don't be like, hey, everybody, I know that you're booked through the weekend. I need you to stick around till Thursday. We're going to re-up this whole... Th- no, we're gone. I'm going home to L.A. I
2: feel like maybe... Okay, here's my theory. His sister is pregnant. Very early stages pregnant. And her dad was like, you got to marry this boy because we're religious and we can't have the shame of this. Sister is like, I don't want to marry him. Dad is like, too bad. You are going to marry him. And then she was like, okay, but like it was really sad about it. So then when Lifeline freaked out at the wedding, she was like, this is the perfect opportunity. I'll delay it as long as I can. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'll delay it so far that I'll start to show and there won't be any reason for my dad to force me to get married. But then the dad was like, all right, we have postponed it long enough. You're going to start to show uh, Now we've got to go through with the wedding. So she's really sad that she's getting married. Anyway, she gets married. She puts, she folds her wedding dress oh, nicely. No! Stop puts, it. She sets it on the bed. She puts on her <laughs> finest suit. She looks in the <laughs> mirror. And then she blows her brains out. Oh,
0: thank God that <laughs> was. Well, thank God Dark Gina ending somehow <laughs> snuck its way into this episode. Glad that was avoided by a Force 10 kiss. A, what is a Force 10? Do we know? I was I was very confused by that line and did not bother to look it up.
2: What? Well,
0: that's a Force 10 kiss. That is Force 10, right? It's not like some weird pronunciation. Force that like, 10 is what he's I He's not heard. saying foreskin or anything or, like that. Or forest.
2: Forced, like or a, forced, forest? Right. a forest. Right. Ten
0: a ten forest 10-year-old kiss. Forest hand. Gross. Right. So I looked it up and I have no idea what it is. Force forest. Force
2: 10? I feel like it's, it's got to be a military thing. It
1: has
0: to be a military like a, thing. Like
2: a mock
1: mock. Mach 12. Okay, you guys at home, we ask a lot of you in these episodes, what the heck is a force 10 kiss? Does anybody have an answer? Can anybody with military experience? Believe it or not, none of the three of us ever served. Is it
2: when you force a 10-year-old
1: to kiss you? (laughs) See, I made that illusion earlier, and it's still terrible. It's still horrifying.
2: I feel like if you type in force 10 military, something will come up.
1: Uh, Or something that happened at Penn State a few years ago. (laughs) I'll go back to that well again. Uh Hey, Gina, where'd you go to school? State, hey! we are, we are raping wow. kids. It's, it's really, it's not not a good look <laughs> for uh, any school. Um, Anyways, guys, that is it for um, Secondhand Emotions, an episode I really enjoyed. I like it when the G.I. Joe family members get involved. We get to see a little bit like who these people are uh, uh, outside uh, when they take their capes off, if you will, because they are all superheroes. I enjoy the family drama, and I think it's stuff that people can relate to because Mm -hmm. of the the stuff that happens in your own lives. Uh, And so I I really enjoyed this episode a lot.
2: Yeah, I mean, on second examination, I, I liked it. I just think, like, it's not going to be in my top ten. Probably again.
0: not. Me neither. I mean, to be fair. Uh-huh. Uh, Chan, how did you feel? I mean, it was a lot like Nightmare Assault. Uh, Thematically,
1: it was very mm-hmm. similar.
0: You mm-hmm. don't put tag team matches back to back.
2: Tag team, back again. It's a reference so those for those only me. Can.
0: Yep. <laughs> And, and uh. not, sort of Gina,
1: but in the wrong way.
2: Uh, yeah, I know that song.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. You don't put. You never put. That's a great point. Unless it's Survivor Series, you never put tag team matches back to back because it's a different different animal. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they did here. So, if you think about these airing in order, so this would have aired like. You know, on a Friday. We
2: don't know. We I feel like Buzz has said that episodes have gone out of order a lot. So it's possible that they aired not. They were not supposed to air
1: in this order. My understanding is initial airing, though, they did happen in this order. And then they got mixed up during syndication and reruns and stuff. Mm. Uh, so this would have been like with five episodes to go in the season. This would have been a Friday episode following Thursday's Nightmare Assault. And I could do the math on this and actually look it up, but I believe that that's how it would work out. So
2: I'm pretty annoyed strange. that we ended this episode with a, a lesson from Hawk. Ugh. Yeah, I didn't Good even bother.
1: to. fat Hawk. <laughs> it was useless. Come on, Hawk. With your Alan Thick advice,
0: yeah, I love it. Yeah,
2: like, what are you doing? You ha- you've barely been in this episode, Hawk. Why are you making this about you? Uh, okay. If, if someone's going to give a lesson, it should be Lifeline.
0: Yeah. Uh, I know you're not going to have an answer to this because I don't have an answer to this, and I understand what's going on in David Lynch films. But let's not forget, we got our strong emotions
1: too. You know what I mean? What does he mean? I don't <laughs> I understand what he means. Oh, ca- I'm dumb enough to understand shipwreck. I, I just. Under-
2: I kind of understand. Wait, what was the line directly before that?
1: Forced. Uh. uh, uh he forced us to, to face our weaknesses. Yeah, Hawks. and Hawks. In their so- emotions. So he's being very like a very like a uh, uh, literal-minded person. They forced
0: oh. each of us to recognize some of our
1: weaknesses.
0: That's not all bad. Yeah, I guess.
2: Like he, I, in my opinion, he's basically saying like, oh yeah, like a, 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 the, we we face those weaknesses, some of which were our emotions, but then he's like, ah, our, some of our emotions are strong.
1: That sounded like- too much like Yoda for my. Uh, <laughs> For my taste. No, I will explain this as I know it, is what Hawk is saying in that moment is, boy, I wish we were all robot automatons with no emotions at any time. They only get in the way from us doing our jobs. And boy, it would be easier to be a soldier if we weren't humans and we were battle android troopers. To a sense. What Shipwreck is saying in that moment of strong emotions too, as they're kissing at the end of the wedding ceremony, is he's saying, no, that's what makes us human, is that there are many good things that come and from emotion and positive emotions, and that's a good thing it outweighs the bad of negative emotions.
2: I think you're reading into it. I think Hawk is I am is reading saying, into it. No, no, it's but- literally I, what I, I am doing. I think Hawk is saying uh, uh, our emotions are a weakness- and then and then Shipwreck and then is, anger saying, is a gift. <laughs> yeah. And
0: then freedom. And then
1: That's a rage against sh- the machine ship- kicking <laughs> right now.
2: Where's Shipwreck Paul Ryan? is saying uh but Shipwreck you know, is saying no, doing. some of them can be a strength. Yes. Which is just like what Emperor Palpatine says to Anakin.
0: Mm-hmm. So, strength and unity.
2: So Shipwreck is, is trying to get Hawk to embrace the dark side.
1: No, that's what. Yeah, yep. he's not trying to get Hawk yeah. to embrace the dark side. He's yeah. trying to strike. Say,
2: if you strike Shipwreck down, he <laughs> will become more powerful than Hawk could ever imagine.
1: If anything, Shipwreck is the Jar Jar Banks of this universe. <laughs> Let's just keep it oh. real. If Jar Jar Bank Banks harassed women oh. online, I bet he
2: does. That seems like something he would do.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, dude. Have you seen that guy's uh, Tinder profile? It is. It is a- upsetting.
2: Misa horny. <laughs>
1: That's his, that's his username. <laughs> Guys, that is it for Secondhand Emotions. Quick contact information uh, if, you, if you'd like to. You can go on to facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast and reach out to us there. Like, get involved with our community, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you can also hit us up on Patreon. Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Uh, five bucks a month gets you in the vault, Get you bonus episodes, and 20 bucks a month you can tell us what episodes to do, and we will do it with bells on. But we will like mute them for the audio because that would be a pretty obnoxious episode if we were all wearing bells for it. We're doing a uh, GI uh, Joe. We're doing GI Joe. Yes, we're also doing Hulk Hogan's <laughs> Rock and Wrestling episode for the Patreon vault uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye out for oh, that, God. my friends on Patreon. Yes, you guys are the best. Um, you can also this us on Instagram uh, at uh, uh, Knowing is Half the Podcast with some GI Joe pictures and whatnot. And otherwise, you can do us up on Twitter. We are at. G.I. Joe podcast, but individually, I am at Almighty Ray.
0: At 999
1: RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippi. And we'll be back next week for another episode, another Know Your Joe coming on Wednesday. But right now, we've got to get Chan squarely into bed. So, <laughs> until so next I can time.
2: his nightmares.
1: <laughs> until next time, we'll keep emotions on for you. What it was like to tie it in it's with the episode? Oh, no, that's mo- like work. a Tom Baudet thing. That's what I was—the Motel Six. We'll keep ads. the emotions on. We'll keep the you? emotions on for you. Mm-hmm. Is that working out? New new closing lines. No. That one. No, that, no, that's not a, a keeper. No. That's a scrapper. Put that. Oh one back darn! In the the ocean. podcast
0: is already almost over because uh, we've watched all the episodes. We don't have to listen to redo this anymore.
2: <laughs>
1: oh no! Now I'm sad. That's an emotion.
2: Uh, uh, the end of this podcast is going to be Ray uh, putting on a suit. <laughs> no, no. Uh, he's gonna, he's gonna, oh, no. He's going to- Oh, you brought he's this on yourself, get, Ray. You know gonna you get, did. No. You know you he's did. He's going to get all dressed up really nice. Then what happens, Gina? his finest suit. Uh, uh, this know, is going to end well. It's <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> look in the mirror. So look at the, uh, look the river over you'll, there.
2: <laughs> you'll have to tune in next time to see what happens.
0: Oh, no. Just focus, focus on the
1: fields over there. <laughs> Guys, I'll be honest. This sounds pretty good. I think it ends, it ends very favorably for me. So uh, I, good night, I guess. <laughs>